And we're live. Good job, guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you to jump in. Uh, um, can we we got to get some like world news media kind of playing music. Something been bandy. You'd think somebody, one of our many listeners, would you know offer to write us a theme song. We probably have some musicians. And we should hire a big voice guy to do the intro. Like, uh, what's his name? The boxing guy, ready to rumble. Yeah, Michael Buffer, oh. or his brother Bruce, or his Bruce dead. Not only Bruce alive. So anyway, welcome right, to so. the uh, Decipio Cubs podcast. We didn't do this last week. We didn't introduce ourselves, but oh, yeah. nobody cares. But I'm Andy. I'm Michael. And I'm Kyle, the random guy from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you've been on too many times now to just be the yeah, random. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's what we, that's what Andy and I called you all last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kyle, you might not have heard this, but we are the uh, number one Cubs podcast in Sweden. I did catch that. I did. That, very that, excited that about that. Great to hear. That's the the target demo. I think uh, star for their Cubs coverage over there. Apparently. And so I for think, those of you trying to break into that demographic, the number to beat is two listeners. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Two, two well, two Swedes. We, in this pod, and actually this is the first time the podcast has outnumbered the number of Swedish listeners. That's right. Yeah, so we are the single biggest concentration of podcast listeners. It's us. <laughs> then it's a couple of Swedes, and then God knows who else. So anyway, it's very exciting because the uh, the Cubs have won, what is it now, five out of six? And seven out of ten, I believe. Oh, see? And you said, and people said it wouldn't last. What, 11 out of 23? <laughs> we can we do this all night. Eight out of 17? We can do this all night, except I have to run Andy through the longest tenured minor league yep. players from each, excited. each franchise. I did some research, especially on the uh, Hickory Crawdads and the Montgomery Biscuits. You can ask me, I I know it all. Andy, did you tweet this out yet, or did, are you going to put it on? Are we going to have to download a different chat messenger? Yep. All right. Just uh, the I, I cut a deal. The podcast is now exclusive to MySpace. So if people just go to myspace.compuserve.com, prodigy.net slash discipio slash podcast they can watch the podcast live i don't know why i would need to tweet that out it's fairly easy to remember um so i'm just gonna get into my rant right now um you just before this podcast andy invited dear kyle and i to and kyle let's be honest is the most i'm sure tech savvy just by virtue of him never having been born in an era without cell phones and without streaming. Well, I'm sure you didn't have streaming stuff when you were a wee babe. But, so you sent us a Slack invitation. I did. Why? Can how, I just are we, how are we ever supposed to join the Ringer Podcast Network if we don't know how to use Slack? I know how to use Slack because I've been using it since Google Hangouts and Facebook Messenger, and good old SMS texting, like all of these things. So um, my ICQ? Do you still have an ICQ? I, I, I'm sure I still have. I'm sure it's bad Kermit. It's somewhere. Um, uh, so Kelsey is the new, well, it's probably not even new, but have you heard of Marco Polo? 
Yeah, he was an explorer. Back I should in have, the... I should have walked, not walked into that, but Marco Polo is the... It's basically record little few seconds. That, essentially, you record vines, which is no longer with us for... Because it was a dumb idea, because anything can kind of do what that did. You can do that on Twitter, for example, or Facebook, or whatever of these many, many services. So, Marco Polo, you record these video snippets and you send them like messages kind of like you could do just via text messaging or Facebook messenger or Google chats or Google hangouts or whatever Google's becoming what and, and everyone's now caught up in this and what and Instagram what exactly could Instagram do that any of the other photo sharing things that we had in existence couldn't do but like for whatever reason people think that this is like what Apple all right, get me started on Apple. This is like when Apple comes out with like, hey, you can unlock it by looking at it. And Android's like, yeah, that was that was like three years ago we came out with those phones. But no one paid attention because Bill Gates is evil and Steve Jobs was such a humanitarian. And I'm glad that bastard is rotting in hell right now. So I'm not signing up for Slack. If you guys want to reach me, use one of the other seven <laughs> things that I have downloaded on my phone right now. They're eating data and real estate and memory and battery life on my phone. Fine. We'll go back to just sending you telegrams. That'll be fine. Thank you. So I, I, one I thing you about fax, You have my fax number. <laughs> the Marco Polo thing, though, do you have to be in the pool to use it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kyle, I'm glad you're here to not laugh at his jokes because last week it was a way more awkward silence when it was just me not laughing. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that, that, that's that's why I'm here. I pause to let the internet laugh, mm-hmm. and then we resume. Yeah, I I would say go back through this podcast before you actually post it, and maybe listen to yourself, and you just edit in those pauses where you think that they're actually needed. Well, I, you know, I want I don't want people to laugh over the, your next line. So I pause after I say something hilarious, and then you we wait a beat. Otherwise, people are constantly going to have to hit the back 15-second thing just to try to catch up to what they, you know, laugh and snort it over. That's, that's, just, that's just discourteous podcasting, I think. Yes. I'm nothing if not courteous. You so, are nothing. So anyway, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, the Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo... Are like they're really bad now, and I think probably the both should be demoted. Is I mean, that, they're as bad as Ian Happ. Do you so. think this is like a, a picture of Dorian Gray situation? Because now Jason Hayward is really good. So, like, is it are they only allowed to be like? Can I guess that was what happened in 2016 when everyone clicks, they just won the World Series. Someone that tweeted out, and I bit my lip. I love when we talk about how tweets happen. Um, someone was in our jumped into our Slack hangout and said, "Well, you know, if all these guys are, I think they were talking about the Rays. Maybe it was the Marlins. It was, I think, it was one of the Florida teams." And you like, have a Slack hangout for the Rays and the Marlins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, if all these guys are clicking, like this is a really good team." I'm like, "Isn't that any team? Yeah. If everyone is playing at the height of their capability, isn't that?" The 2005 White Sox? Well, 
Len during the broadcast ran through the like right after the All Star break, the two thousand three Red Sox, where Johnny Damon was at like two fifty, and then everybody else was up was hitting over three hundred. Yeah, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That, that might work. Yeah, when your team average is in the two eighties, yeah, two nineties. And they didn't even win the World Series. Yeah. Um. No, there were two. There were two guys on. I, li- I literally I listened to like five minutes of talk radio this afternoon, and two callers called in. One guy, both of them, basically saying that Chris Bryant sucks. One of them convinced that it's that was over. me actually. Yeah, he's convinced that it's over. That you know, guys, you know, guys just aren't good at some point in their career, and they, you know, you don't have to be thirty to be washed up. Let's say, geez, how, who dialed the phone for you? I mean, honestly, was, was there's the no third... way you can be that dumb and actually successfully work a telephone. And what was the third caller bitching about uh, Aroldis Chapman's use in the World Series? <laughs> uh, apparently, Cap spent an inordinate amount of time on his little show this morning preemptively complaining about Joe's lineup tonight. He didn't know what the lineup was. <laughs> he couldn't believe that Wilson Contreras wasn't going to be in it. That's the most cap thing to do. So he complained about it forever, saying, I can't believe, you know, there's a day off tomorrow. They don't need to rest him, blah, 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 blah. And then he plays, and he gets a couple of hits. And it's like, really? This is what what passes for content in this town? You bitch about something that's not going to happen? Cap has ever caught even a, like, six-inning Little League game? Like, I would say, if you have an opportunity against a very bad Marlins team, to give your catcher two rest days in a row is maybe not a bad idea every once in a while. Maybe it is a little early in the year, but this is going back to my screw everyone that thinks that Joe Madden should be gone after this season. Cause I feel like he knows what he's doing. So I saw uh cap. I didn't, I didn't tune in fortunately for my own eardrums. Um, but I saw on Twitter, there was some clarification among cap and, uh, and his his crew over at ESPN 1000 about uh, Cap's interpretation of if it's still relax about the Cubs or panic about the Cubs because his go-to phrase has been the R-E-L-A-X relax for all these years. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Well, it's better than police has goddamn train thing that he had going for them. So, Andy, make sure, by the way, you save edit it after – Kyle commented on his eardrums. Make sure to put a break for 15 seconds worth of laughter after that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just, we should just, no, I'll write these down. So just, just tell okay. me when you think I should pause. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, uh, well, is everyone feeling better now that they're one game under 500? I don't know. I mean, they, <laughs> they've really, they've really dug, they dug themselves a hole. They're, they're two games behind in the loss column. Behind Milwaukee, and there's only 145 left to go. Time to pack it they in. Don't know that they can catch up. What's the magic number for the Brewers at, at this point? I know what the Cubs is because somebody asked me, so I figured it out. 148. <laughs> that actually doesn't seem that unreachable, honestly, no. at this point. No, especially if if the Brewers lose 100 games from now on, the Cubs only need to win 48 to clinch. Yeah, that's easy. Well, that seems pretty good. I think they can do that. 148 more, obviously, not 48 total. So that's a little, what is that, like 60 wins? 
Don't they say you win sixty? So they'll definitely at least get that. Yeah, everybody, everybody wins sixty except for the Tigers. Um, except for the this year's Marlins. <laughs> and everybody loses sixty, and it's what you do with the other with the other forty-two. You know, I always, I totally get the logic behind that, but I love and not to not to crush them. I know it's been discussed here before. The, the Bleacher Nation folks, they do a good job. But one of the things that Brett Taylor likes to do, <laughs> one of the things Brett Taylor likes to do is a couple times, every once in a while, after a loss, he'll tweet out something to the effect of like, "Oh, this was just one of those banked sixty losses that you have." And that, like, I, can someone explain to me the criteria for a loss that is part of the sixty that you go in assuming, and a loss that's not part of the sixty that you go in assuming? Like, I don't know. I've that's never right. the, the math on that, but. No. They don't. They only lost sixty-eight last year, total. So, you know, they did pretty well in those forty-two and didn't win the division. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Kyle. That's that's like like there's nothing saying that you can't go one hundred and sixty-two and zero. We don't start you with sixty wins and sixty losses because then the forty-two game season would be pretty easy to to actually make time to watch the games. Well, that should be. Rob Manfred's that should be his new initiative. Everyone's starting at sixty and sixty. We're just gonna start everybody at sixty and sixty, and it's a forty-two game sprint and see what happens. <laughs> I love it. Every one of your starters is gonna make about less about eight starts, eight or nine starts. Yeah, and the season right, the season will still it'll still go from April until sure. October. You just play one. You're week only gonna so. play forty-two yeah. games over that time. <laughs> And the Cubs would still find a way to have like six of them get rained out, and they'd have to play the last dozen in nine days. <laughs> Whoops, we screwed that uh, up again. Yeah, somehow they're still going to have to fly to LA after a night game in New York. The the Angels for that makeup have to fly in from Seattle mm. for one oh, game. Poor babies. Yeah. Oh, some you know today was the NFL schedule release, which oh, apparently oh. is supposed to How be a thing. It? I know it's a three, it's a two-hour TV show, even though everybody knew by noon what all the games were. Um, one of the some NFL reporter tweeted out that the Rams have to f- have a five thousand mile road trip because they have to fly to London, and he's like, he's like, look at this, look how many miles they have to go. And so I tweeted at him, they're not rowing a boat, they're sitting on a charter airplane. I think they're going to survive. I mean, forget we act like this. The, the travel is so arduous. Okay, I don't. There, I'm sure there's some scientific explanation that someone's going to yell at podcast. Probably someone in Sweden. Sweet, sweet. Our two Swedish listeners, can you fly to Chicago? Come meet us. I, I mean, there is something to be said. Even when we drove down to Texas, there is something to be said about that about travel being physically tired. I was literally sitting in the car driving and it, there is something about travel and moving through space that I will say is physically tired. Not just jet lag, not just jumping time zones, not just doing any of that, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like, I think there is something that is, I know you're being sarcastic, but like there is a little bit of, of that. I'm not, whatever, excusing stupid tweet. But like, I don't know. I, I, I get, I get why that kind of sucks for those guys. And to go through time zones and have jet lag on top of that, I do think 
Okay, you can roll your eyes with me at you. I wasn't rolling my eyes. What's up? What's up in that corner? I had tuned you out. I wasn't rolling my eyes. I was waiting for you. Like all of us, I was just waiting for you to stop talking so I could say something else. Cool. That's the key to running a good podcast: is to not. None of us should listen to each other. I think you finish talking. I start talking. I stop talking. Kyle starts talking. People love that. It's it's basically it's Fox News and MSNBC all day long. (laughs) Even a better strategy for you. You had all that time I was talking to take a sip, but you waited until it was your turn to talk, and you took a sip. So we have that nice dead time to fill with laughter. Thank How God am I supposed to get? But for people watching the podcast, the camera only comes on you when you talk. So if I drink off air, no people can't see me drink. And how are we going to get you know a, a beer sponsor if they don't see that? It's, it's this is a strategy. Darren Ravel would think very highly of the way I run the podcast. He could tell you the, the dollar per minute value add of your, of your beer sips. Yep. See? I also am very offended by the fact that you say you're running the podcast. I always thought that I was running the podcast. <laughs> the Decipio.com podcast spectacular or whatever it's called. <laughs> Featuring Andy Dolan. And also and two other guys. Guest stars, Kyle Reichert and Michael Brott. It's Decipio and Co. Yeah, that's, exactly. the name, that's the name of the podcast. Andy, Cap, Andy and friends. Cap advised me how to name the podcast, so I did. Can we do one in honor of Cap? We're all in our respective showers. <laughs> Podcasting for that. Yeah. That. <laughs> Please finish that sentence. That is the most disturbing thing <laughs> that I think. And like, I can never imagine. Like, I could be a sex symbol. And I could not imagine anyone wanting to see me lathered up in the shower. <laughs> like, like, hey, guys. Look, and, and I love that Cap, like, maybe he goes on the subreddit, the shower thoughts subreddit, and he thinks <laughs> he has all his best thoughts in the shower. And he's taking it literally. But, like, he's not. Because, like, I've unfortunately watched maybe two or three of those. And it's, boom. Well, he, between the... <clears throat> uh... Cubs pre and post game, his radio show, the little chat show on Comcast Sports, whatever the hell it's called now. Um, he does college basketball. He's got, he say he's got five jobs. He didn't lose any of them for that. Here he was, he was videotaping himself soaped up in the shower. And then all five employers are like, no, that seems fine. That's good That's content. Thanks, Dave. So at first I thought you were going to say that he just doesn't have time to shower. Yeah, so he has to be. Like, I, the busiest man, let's say, in entertainment, I would argue, is maybe Ryan Seacrest. That guy I've never seen taking a shower. And frankly, I would rather see Ryan Seacrest soaked up telling me about Kim Kardashian than I would having Cap screaming me about how the Cubs well, how would, more. <laughs> exactly. How would the Cubs know they needed to turn it on if Cap wasn't naked in the shower telling them? Serious <laughs> <laughs> <Here is> now, <laughs> gang. Oh, Lord. We love you, David Kaplan. We tease because we love. That's right. You'll know we don't like you when we stop making fun of you. Did you see uh, he, him and Gordon got in a fight on Twitter tonight? Ooh, no. I missed that. No, I was on Slack. <laughs> they'll, be on, they'll be on Slack later so you can catch up. Well, Cap was doing his whole, hey, the Cubs look awesome. 
They've really turned it around. And Gordon, of course, harumph, 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 goes, uh, of course, it's the Marlins. The, you don't even have to play. You don't even have to play good to beat the Marlins. This doesn't prove anything. And then Cap really got under Gordon's skin because he said, "You know, who told you that? Some press box wag." And it just—it's and they just started sniping. It was pretty good. And Gordon said something like, "Well, don't get me started on whatever." And my John contribution contract. It, yeah. My contribution to it was, uh, we try not to get you started on anything. <laughs> I'd like to get you not started on breathing each morning. <laughs> so uh, I find Gordon's tweets a little bit more, a little bit more uh, tolerable if you read them sarcastically and then imagine him turning sideways and sipping at doers. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should just hire a comic book guy to read them out loud. <laughs> and then and they'd be they'd be entertaining then. I can do a pretty good comic book guy. Maybe I'll start a podcast that's just me reading Gordon's tweets. And no, I mean, come on, think about it. Start a Slack channel <laughs> where you post little audio files of yourself reading Gordon's tweets. And then we'll all, we'll all subscribe to it. <laughs> Profit. I had a buddy who was, said he was going to uh, start posting like his thoughts on podcasts in a blog form. I'm like, cool, if you do that, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I'm going to print out each one of your blog posts, and I'm going to take a picture of me with each one of your blog posts and post it on Instagram. Because let's all see how ridiculous we can get with these various social media. Hmm. Anyhow, should we talk about the Cubs? I have not been able to watch them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I missed the game tonight. I have seen lots. They're good now, though, huh? Good. Everything's fixed. Cool. Bullpen is awesome when they don't need to use it. Did they swap out all their guys for a completely different? Oh, they didn't need to use it. No. Actually, they just, uh, when the starters decide to go seven innings, it, it's amazing how much better the bullpen is, yeah. especially when you have a five-run lead by the time you go to them. Uh, yeah, I thought Cole Hamels was fairly good tonight. Um, He's 3-0, considering, oh, yeah. Considering at one point, Len was trying to figure out if he was pitching better in the game tonight than he did in the no-hitter against the Cubs. Really? Yes. And him and they should start a Slack channel for this. Him and JD, they walk through the entire math behind what a game score is. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you... <laughs> Look, <laughs> guys, some, you still have a couple of viewers. Try not to scare them off with this. But they're both Swedish. Um, Swedes love math, so that's they were just appealing to the demographic. How about uh, did you guys see uh, Zimbrano's appearance in Miami on on Monday before the game? I saw someone tweet out that he's back in the news. Did that just mean he's he uh, at Cubs game? He's going to pitch for whatever the Chicago Dogs are, whatever that oh. independent league team is. He's making a comeback. Oh. So, well, Carlos and I don't want to see it. So. Well, not with the Cubs. I put them in a Cardinal uniform in a heartbeat. <laughs> I did. I did like though that because Zimbrano was back in the news or whatever, people were saying that they posted that the ump from Joliet that Zimbrano threw out yeah. when that ump clearly bumped him into like he like threw his chest into him into this two hundred and sixty pound angry Venezuelan man and thought that that was a good idea and then Carlos tossed him. I love that. That was also someone pointed out the one that he threw 
ball completely out of rugby field because <laughs> he was so mad. God, Zimbrano was he was so fun to watch. R.I.P. They had the one on opening day in Arizona, right? When he gets he got thrown out, and then no, he got taken out of the game, and then he was making the glass. He, he made he made glasses with his hands to the ump and got thrown out after he had already left the game. <laughs> Oh, Zobrano. God, he was, no matter what, I mean, he was great to watch pitching, obviously, most of the time. But, man, was that guy pure. It's like watching, he was the pitching equivalent of watching Baez, <laughs> except, yeah. like, because you just never knew what the hell crazy thing was going to happen. And obviously, Baez is usually more of an on-field insane play. Zobrano was more, who is he going, what, who is he going to punch today? So, there was a play tonight. Javi went behind the bag, got the ball. Should have should have been a close play, but he you know threw it 140 miles an hour to Rizzo, got the guy by two steps. And at that moment, I was reminded, oh, that's right. In like two weeks, he's not supposed to be the shortstop anymore. And how? Why would you do that? He's, I don't think they're going to do it. Right. He's by far the best shortstop they have. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I do. And now that they've locked up Bodie for long, for the long term, um, I, 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 again, I think I've said this before. I really appreciate that the Cubs are trying to help Addison be a better person. I don't particularly want to root for him on <laughs> that on, on my team. And, and even strictly strictly on the, the baseball side of it, from a short-term perspective, where are you putting him on the current yeah. roster? Like, who who's moving? Yeah. You know, the Descalzo, Bodie, Zobris, second base thing well, you can, going on. You can bench that piece of crap, Bryant. Yeah, you know, now that he sucks, that's true. So, we're sending him back to Iowa, pile up some more service time. Yep. Can they make him a center fielder? Another? Make him a center fielder. Who, Chris Bryant? That, no, uh, Russell. It's got to be better than Al Mora. Yeah, because if you if you put Russell in, you lose the the speedy Daniel Descalso, who yeah, had another was, oh. had, a, had another big hit. He's actually not yeah. he's not a bad player. He, but no, he's, he's completely not an athlete. Not at all. <laughs> well, I, all the meatheads that were trying to. I, I love the Twitter outcry when they signed Descalso. Descalso, and everyone's like, "Wait, is this their big move?" And everyone's like, you really good. This is just a guy who packs his metal lunchbox, puts on his hard hat, goes to work. I'm like, I don't I I hope that guy is building a skyscraper downtown. I don't want him playing on the Cubs. And it, but yeah, this guy's it was just funny because that was their big move in the offseason. Yeah. But he's fine. He's a well, fine I mean he's he he's supposed to be Tommy Lestella. Exactly. That's who that's who they picked him to replace. And he's, he's much better than Tommy Lestella. Oh, but well, we'll see. The, we'll see the first time he gets sent out. How about the fact Tommy comes back, only pl- plays in the one game because the other one got the, he was going to start on Sunday, but got rained out. Still manages to reach on a catcher's interference in one game. That was clutch. That was, that was he had to get that in fast. But it was a perfect combination of the guy who's the best at drawing them and Wilson, who, yeah, try, who basically acts like he's the cutoff man on every pitch. <laughs> Got to get in position. Uh, Wilson, get back here. So, so I think uh, JD did point out at one time, he's like, I, 
as a pitcher, I wish he would stop jumping out of his stance on every pitch because, like, you're not. And and I know there's been articles written about how he's not a good catch or uh, a pitch framer, but like a big part of that is like how is the ump supposed to see when he's in like a ninja crouch by the end of like every single pitch? Well, and he's he's done it a couple of times this year where the pitcher's been struggling, and so in his mind he's like, okay, I'm going to pick the runner off. Yeah. And so on like an O2 pitch, a perfect a perfect strike, he's meeting it halfway. And the ump can't see any of it. And he's, and the throw is, you know, four seconds too late to get the guy at first. It's like, Wilson, just sit down, catch the ball, save that for some other time. Uh, Dolan, I think you had a good one the other night. He Wilson had probably his best frame job of the year, but the ball was at the backstop. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe his best he frame. Everything, he just forgot to catch it. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he had it surrounded. Else, right? It was great. And it was like, oh, crap. There it goes. The conspiracy theorist in me wants to say his best frame job was Anderson Russell. Maybe he's Don't innocent, guys. Maybe that's why they're standing behind him. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I mean, I know I was pretty disappointed tonight. I th- I was hoping Cap was right about the lineup because anytime I can see Taylor Davis play, I mean, that's that's excitement. Isn't Taylor Davis like a female pop star from the 80s? No, Taylor Dane. Yeah, Taylor or Taylor Dane. Swift. Well, Taylor yeah. Swift, well, that definitely. No. She probably wasn't even alive. Yeah, Taylor Dane. So the uh, the Red Sox designated the great Blake Swihart for assignment. And that got Cub transaction Twitter all a titter because they want him they want to claim him to be the backup catcher. Because nobody spends more time worrying about who the fucking backup catcher is than Cub fans. You know, Victor was doing a pretty good job. He, his hand didn't fall off. He'll be back in a month. We can weather this. It'll be all right. Can we weather this without the first choice of our backup catcher? Where is uh, Tim? I will say his name wrong. Oh, Federovich. Oh, yeah, yeah, Federovich. Federovich, yeah. Where is so- he? That man, that, that remember that was gonna that was gonna tear the team apart when they let him go. He was the glue that was holding yeah. it all together in 2016. Um, so now I think Wilson, now that he's gonna have these two days off in a row, even though he didn't get today, in his mind, I think he has two full days off, and he'll be able to catch every single start for the next until yeah. Caratini gets back. Right? It's cool. It's cool yeah. out. Yeah. We'll probably get another light dust. Anything so. under games that start under sixty degrees, it doesn't even count. Catch right. your knees, it yeah. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. Or they can just, you know, find out whatever car wash Renee Rivera is working at and they can pick him up and that'll be fine. I wish just once for old time's sake they could throw Schwarber back there again. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well Len and J D talked about that the other night too. They were trying to figure out who the emergency catcher was. Like, who do you think is Ziggis Descalso? And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, he's, he's standing in left field. Actually, he wasn't. He was benched that day. He's like, he's an actual catcher. I think he can handle it for, like, three innings at the yeah, end of a game if Wilson sure. gets hurt. It'll be okay. You know, they did put his knee back together. Yeah. It's not still flopping off to the side. It's It'll be all right. But I do like the fact that um, in 2016, it was Javi. That's I right. Love, I would love to see that. Yeah, you think it would Wilson be the dumbest thing ever, but it would be okay. so awesome to watch him catch. 
Now there's a guy who should just throw down. I mean, that guy should literally try to pick guys off after every single pitch. But then the problem is he would also have to run out there and catch it and apply the tag. I think he could. You know, tell me he couldn't that he couldn't beat the throw down there and still make the tag. So, go, full, go full Bugs Bunny. Yes. So, Dolan, I'll ask you this because I I think if I'm misremembering, I think you were a huge. I mean, so was I, but like I think you were a huge Judson fan, right? He is my. He's probably still my favorite Cub of all time. Yeah. So and and Dustin remind like reminds me of like a like a low rent hobby where he was like had these incredible physical tools and was very fun to watch. Yeah, Javi is what Sean was supposed to be. Right. The Cubs picked him ahead of Dwight Gooden right. in the draft. Um, so, I I feel like Javi, and this is, I, like, I normally trend toward the, the lefties, the guys that can't run the base, the guys that play baseball like I play baseball, um, but Javi is rapidly becoming my favorite left side of the infield those positions that I can never play being a lefty cub of all time. This guy, he's so goddamn fun to watch play baseball. Wait, you he, you like him better than Shane Andrews? <laughs> I mean, come on, that's that's saying something. Yeah. What about Ian Stewart? <laughs> God. Well, and, and cool seriousness for a second, probably my my guy growing up because I could identify with him, and I was always seventeen. Was Grace. Um, and because he was a lefty, he hit lefty. He was a doubles hitter. He was that kind of guy. He smoked, smoked a pack a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smoked a pack a day. Um, and, uh, and, and now it's so impossibly hard to not have Rizzo be your favorite cup of all time. Cause or your favorite currently cup at least. Cause he's just, just a great, he's great for the city. He's just a great dude. He's a great player. Obviously he's just one of those guys that you just root for. Um, so I don't know, but Javi is, as far as, like, all-time favorite Cubs to just watch play the game of baseball, even when he's doing little dumb shit that the cameras are catching him on in the dugout, like, that gift where he's, like, juggling up the bubble yard and, and then he just, like, <laughs> like, he's just such a lovable dude. Um, so it, it, he's, he's one of the more, most fun players I've seen in my recollection. Except for, of course, Terry Mulholland. I'm going to get him into every podcast I That's We're going to we're gonna rename this the Terry Mulholland podcast. <laughs> I bet we can get him Terry, on. We're getting Terry on. I bet we could. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we could. I'm sure he's available. Um, I forget why it came up yesterday, but somebody on Twitter was wondering, basically saying that Joe was the perfect manager for Hob- like Javi wouldn't be what he is right now if Joe hadn't been his manager. And I believe that because Joe just yeah. lets him. I mean, how many other yeah. managers are so secure that they just let Javi figure it out with everybody watching, knowing that his instincts are so good that he, you know, he's not going to really screw things up. But I wondered, so what you don't think he would have been this good if Dale Svame had been his manager the whole time? Threatening, think- to, threatening to send him to Iowa every time he screwed anything up. Remember when he wanted to send. Cat, Starlin and yeah. Rizzo to Iowa. It's like, oh, you're too, so you're two good players. You know how many? How many? Do you think Harry would have stolen home plate like what four times if, if Swain was his manager? Robin Yao didn't do that. <laughs> <sighs> um, 
Dale was at it again today. The uh, yeah, Dale and Ricky going nose to nose. So the the Royals were in town playing the White Sox, and Tim Anderson apparently already hates the Royals because last year he hit a home run, and the great Sal Perez got in his face about disrespecting the Royals or whatever. So he had a home run today, and his bat flip, he almost threw it all the way into the White Sox dugout. He was so fired up. And, of course, so very predictably, the next at bat, the Royals drill him. Because why? I mean, seriously, what? I know it's. I know the team's been doing it forever, and every Cardinal fan, that best fans, <clears throat> has been has been busy the last three days, constantly retweeting all the Cardinal fans, demanding that the Cardinals drill Kristen Yellick because he hit he's hit eight home runs against the Cardinals already this year. That's because he's good. Yeah, and and putting a guy on base will naturally solve everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well. I, I don't, know, I don't know how that ever got to be a thing. And I know it used to be a thing all the time. And, like, Santo used to wear it with, like, a badge of honor. And, you know, well, every time, you know, Billy hit, Billy hit 32 homers that year, that meant I hit the ground 32 times. Well, it's, the, it's the biggest – it's stupid. It's the biggest goddamn meatball mentality. It's the same – I feel like the same people that are calling that just the way the game is. It's this old, like, dumb boys club thing. The same thing, like, oh, yeah, I'm – being horrible and making mistakes and not calling the game correctly, it's part of the game. It's yeah. just tradition. I hate that shit. And and to a lesser extent, Andy, the 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 fact that guys why can't the MLB have any of the bombast of the NFL? Even the NFL, the no fun league, has at least let they at least let the guy the celebrations play out even if they decide to fire guys or whatever for excessive celebration. Like why can't the MLB have a little bit because do they really want to keep hemorrhaging loose, hemorrhaging viewers to well, all the other sports? And MLB they they have a they have this whole campaign this year, the let them play campaign, where they showed they did it today. So Anderson hits a home run, does the big bat flip. Before his next hit bat, MLB had had tweeted out a gif of him doing it with the let them play thing, and then of course he still gets drilled. Yeah. It's they, like they're tr- they're trying to actively encourage the players to do that stuff, while but they do nothing about the players trying to police it out. You know, you got to. I I think just out of just reflexively, any time a pitcher intentionally hits a batter, Brian McCann, she gets suspended. <laughs> Whether it had anything to do with the Braves or not, just take the fun police and just suspend him. I know Sal Perez is on the is out for the entire season. He gets suspended too. It's just we just have a list. Tony Larusa gets suspended. All that bullshit. So speaking of bad flips, I uh, was at this game. I assume that that's what this game was from. Someone I don't know why they were specifically tweeting about Javi in the last day or two, other than the fact that it's Javi. I, I assume this is when he homer from when he homered off of Cueto in, in the division series in, in uh, 2016. It wasn't a flip, but I don't even really remember re-watching this game and and just the kind of like, I mean, he hit that ball so goddamn hard. That's the furthest I've seen a ball hit that just landed in the basket yeah. because of the wind blowing in. But like, I mean, he, that thing would have been a 500-foot home run if he hit that. Oh, maybe that's why because I guess he hit like a 440-something four, four this during the series. Opposite field, he had, he had a ridiculous problem. This. Yeah, I, I know that. He had another one tonight. Yeah, he parked not, one last night. And tonight. Not quite yeah. as far tonight, but he had okay. another one tonight. So someone tweeted out that against Quito, 
and just, I mean, he hit it so, it, it could not have not gone. It would have been the worst outs in the history of Cup Baseball if he, that ball had not come out because he he earned that one. But his, like, reaction to it was just so, just like, holy shit, like, someone go check on that ball because it is <laughs> fucked up right now. Like, it was unabashed, just the power that he hit that with. And I don't know, maybe I never saw it because the DVDs that I got of the of the 2016 series, I think just showed, the, the I think it showed game, the last game of the Giants, then all of the, the CS, and then obviously all the World Series. Well, that, the call of that, it was Vaskirchen did the game. Oh, I loved yeah. Vaskirchen's call. And he, he completely loses his shit when he hits it. That and the, ball and, the, and, the, and the camera follows the ball straight up. And so at home... I, I thought he hit it 600 feet. I thought yeah. he hit it over the building yeah. across the street. And then all of a sudden, you can hear Vaskirchen's voice change because Angel Pagan is, like, camping Camp out under, under the ball. And then he then he does – his voice breaks. He yells, it's in the basket. And yeah. Javi would have been out by 40 feet going to second base. Yes. He was basically – you know, he was still standing, like, three – you know, yeah. just two steps from the batter's box. I but, think I'm going to change my – I think he says Baez sends that ball deep into the night. Yeah. I think was his call to play. Yeah, and at that game, the it was the weirdest reaction because when he hit it, everyone in the park had the same reaction he did. It was one of the hardest balls I think I've ever seen hit. And but the same thing, we're like, "Oh fuck, is Pagan gonna catch this?" And then it landed in the basket, and everyone's like, "Ah!" Oh. It was it was great. It was and I was shocked game. because Cub fans never misjudge fly ball. <laughs> well, this was not a fly ball. Right. This was like. This was still going up when it should have crossed the bat, and then like literally just turned around and started meandering back over Ailes' head, uh, and decided to land in the basket. And then it landed in on Banks Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> if only Joe Morgan had been around to bitch about that for another half hour. Uh, Ernie hit all of his home runs into that basket. Did he, Joe? Did he? Because I think we looked it up. And the basket didn't go up didn't until, even exist until his last yeah. year, and he hit yeah. five homers at Wrigley that year. So his grand total in the basket at the most was five. Right. Actually, we know it was four because we've seen the 500 yep. a million times, yep. and it doesn't land in that the basket. Yep. So up yours. There's probably footage of the other four, I'm guessing, from that year. I don't think there is because what Ernie highlights do they ever show? It's true. I mean, he's hey, one of the greatest, hey, one of the greatest hey, Cubs hey, of all hey. time, and it's like they 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 didn't own a camera for yeah. the first eighteen years of his career when he was actually in shape, and yeah. was like the you know and was you know his back to back MVP years when he was better than you know he was better than Willie the Mays, world, yeah, yeah. And they have no the only footage we have is as, as him as an old man who can't stand up straight, you know, lumbering down to first base. That's all you ever see. This is why I really think the Ricketts should strongly, strongly consider this Cubs network because you are going to have to fill, even on Cub game days, 21 hours of footage, cap showers for a half an hour a day. So you can, you, so essentially you've got 20 and a half hours still to fill. Every day. Well, six to nine every morning is scrub-a-dub with cap. <laughs> Oh boy! Joe, come back uh, after these after these messages. I've got a suspicious mole on my back. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, it's gonna be great. All right. Speaking of suspicious moles, this is the best transition ever. 
All right, this is this is really going to entertain like four people who listen to this podcast, but I think it's interesting for everybody. But there's a, only a few who are going to remember this. Way back, so long ago, back when I used to actually write articles on Decipio, um, one of the things I used to do routinely was make fun of Barry Rosner's column. And <laughs> back when Barry used to actually write, too, <clears throat> he had these... He, he would write normal columns occasionally, but normally he had like this formulaic, you know, he would, he would run a, something funny that some other newspaper writer wrote. There was a funny line about Tiger Woods and um, he'd have a couple other things and he would finish with these terrible one-liner jokes from this guy named Alex Kaysberg. And they were just groaners. I mean, these are like Jay Leno would have looked at these and went, oh, that's way too obvious. We can't oh, use that. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I like that. So I would make fun of them, and then I would get either he would post in the old. This goes back to even like the shout box back oh, when we had that, and then on the message board or just emails to me where he would complain that I was making fun of his hilarious jokes. Alex Kaysberg. Alex Kaysberg. So four years ago, a comedy writer. If you can, you can, you have to hear the air quotes as I say that a comedy writer in Los Angeles sued Conan O'Brien for allegedly using four of his jokes, stealing four of his jokes, using them on different shows. And it just turn, so happens that that comedy writer is Alex Kaysberg. I could have knocked him over with a feather. He's, he's suing, he's suing Conan for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for these four gems and it for the longest time conan and i guess at the time this might go back to nbc i don't it might not even be turner it might go back far enough that it was nbc they've been trying to squelch this lawsuit but they've been unsuccessful and it is actually going to trial this month in los angeles and so if you will indulge me i want to read a little bit from there's a vanity fair article which i will link to in the show notes uh but there's I, i'm proposing that you the three of us each take one of his jokes and give it our best possible delivery and see if we can potentially you know those i, I think these are actually kind of hilarious like will ferrell against mark Wahlberg trying to do dad jokes back and forth to make the, the other one laugh I think that we should all take our best stab at this. But but before we even get to that, I just, if you bing at Alex Kaysberg, his, two of his websites that I assume he owns, one of them is fordoggy.blogspot.com. Yeah. I haven't had a blog spot since Fire Dusty Baker, my pre-Fire Lupinella, my pre-Hire Genesia. And then there's another one, a little bit bad dot joke blogger dot com. Oh my god, I want to go to these. I think we should all, I think we should just pick jokes of his. All right, so this is from the Vanity Fair article. It says, um, Caseberg's lawsuit names four jokes he alleges Conan lifted from his blog and Twitter account. Before filing his lawsuit in July of 2015, Caseberg posted about the alleged joke theft on his personal blog. And it looks like that one is fordoggy.blogspot. In that post, Kaysberg claimed he repeatedly called uh, Sweeney, who is 
Um, Mike Sweeney, he was the head writer at the time for Conan, uh, repeatedly called Sweeney to discuss the similarities between his gags ugh, and the ones he saw on Conan. This is Caseberg. The purpose of my call was not to cause trouble. Oh, I was uh-huh. here to start to do the Super Bowl show. No. Um, it, was to get, it was to get people to know. <laughs> but to suggest that if I was writing jokes so similar to theirs, I should be contributing jokes to the show. So in other words, he was trying to blackmail them into giving him a job. That always works well. That's the Bob Bradley approach. <laughs> I, if I act grumpy enough. That's how he got his manager job. Okay, so... Um, all right, how do we want to do this? So here's send, here's send, one send. of the jokes. So why don't you slack me the link? I'm going to th- just read it off of there. I think I can just go to his site and pick a joke and see if I can get a laugh. No, I got him here. So here's one. So it's in your chat, and it's okay. a doozy. And then I'll while you guys fight over who reads that one, I'll throw another one in. Yeah, how do I get to the chat? Oh, it's I see the chat. Actually, here's what I do. You guys read the joke. I will then read the Conan version. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if there's any. Let's read them simultaneously and see if they're even remotely similar. All right. So here's so there's okay. the first two there. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm gonna take the first one, Kyle, and not look at the second one and see if you can get a laugh out of it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, let me scroll up so I can't see this one. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, these are like straight-up weekend update jokes. The Delta flight this week took off from Cleveland to New York with just two passengers, and they fought over control of the armrest the entire flight. <laughs> Donald, can you give me a 15-second break for yep, laughs? All right. And pause. You? Let America, well, let Sweden laugh. Okay, I'm not going to look at this. I'm going to just see Kyle's face okay. reading this one. Now, here, here's the Conan version. Okay, yeah. On Monday, a Delta flight from Cleveland to New York took off with just two passengers, yet somehow they spent the whole flight fighting over the armrest. Yes. Alex, he's got a point so far. That's very similar, yeah. Yes. Okay, now read the second one there, Kyle. All right. Tom Brady said he wants to give his MVP truck to the man who won the game for the Patriots. So enjoy that truck, Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Here's the Conan joke. Tom Brady said he wants to give the truck he was given as a Super Bowl MVP to the guy who won the Super Bowl for the Patriots. So Brady is giving his truck to Seahawks coach Pete Carroll. Okay. So now you say to yourself, okay, now those jokes are pretty much exactly the same. However, those are pretty obvious jokes. Those could not be more fucking obvious. In fact, straight off of Darren Rovell's Twitter feed. (laughs) The other two are Kaysberg's joke. The Washington Monument is 10 inches shorter than previously thought. You know the right. It's cold outside. You know the winter's been cold when the monument suffers from shrinkage. Yes. Okay. You, so okay. You, so you let's see. That. You give us the setup, and we'll see if we can guess the punch. Oh, right. So I, obviously we can guess that one. So this is a stupid argument so far. Um. I bet. I bet you any money we can figure this out. Oh, they didn't actually. They didn't write the whole last joke. Uh, oh, so the final answer was, was an off-color reference to Caitlyn Jenner's transition, and resulting oh. possible name changes to streets named after Bruce Jenner. It too aired on the same day that. Caseberg posts the original joke. Um, all right, so here, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. Um, so this is this is the the legal argument that Conan's lawyers are using. It basically that his jokes were not original enough to legally right. protect. 
And it said, Caseberg's jokes are negligible and trivial variations (laughs) on unprotectable (laughs) ideas, pre-existing works, or public domain works, such that they do not contain the requisite amount of creative input to qualify for copyright protection. Um, That's a good argument. And holy shit, would that be the worst thing to hear as a comedian, though? Yeah. Sorry, your material, even though you use it, it's, it's hacky. And so, and here's Andy Richter's defense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is Alex Gaysberg, I hope, is what he said. Uh, Andy Richter wrote on Twitter, there's no possible way more than one person could have concurrently had these same species elevating insights. These takes are too hot. Hello, Andy Richter. <laughs> um, so the the interesting thing is they're they've <laughs> so Caseberg wanted to I think he actually I think he did get to um he gets to present a joke expert who's going to <laughs> somehow break oh, down. Can the it bag. be me? Yes, it's gonna be that's why we brought it up. You're they're flying you out to LA for this. Yay. Um Caseberg's um his two proposed expert witnesses, one oh, I haven't heard of and no. one I have, the one I haven't heard of is a, is a guy named David Barsky, and the other one is comedian Elaine Boozler. So she, she wants to, she want, he wanted her to be an expert witness. I, I have not seen Elaine Boozler since probably 1991, but I hope she's doing well enough to turn down this offer. So that's our that's our boy, Alex Kaysberg, trying to cash in for four hundred and fifty large because he came up with four unoriginal now they they're similar, but honestly if it's if you put a monkey if you put a thousand monkeys with a thousand typewriters, they would have written these four jokes eventually. Yeah. So, I, I, I am still on his website. I think that we should play more can we guess after we set up right, this joke, yep. what the punchline to have? They say, well, I actually, I, I, always, I, I may have done, I should go back and look. I, um, I used to suggest better punchlines to his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got several about the New York Jets uniforms. So let me just give you the... The New York Jets unveiled their new uniforms, and they're not getting good reviews. The worst part, blank. I cheated and looked, so I'll set this one out. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think like him and come up with the most obvious. Um, the worst part is they're. They're still the Jets? Yes. The worst part, they still say New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We are well, not he's going to have to writers. sue me now because I just I stole his joke, even though I didn't know the punchline. <laughs> and they're all basically variations of that. The New York Jets unveiled their new uniforms. How bad are they? After showing them, the Jets are now 0-3. Yeah. Some of these aren't even remotely good. The New York, I mean, most of these are not remotely good, but the New York Jets' new uniforms were leaked online. And after seeing them, getting leaked on is what they're good for. Oh. Jesus Christ. The New York Jets unveiled their new, new uniforms. Five words. Haven't Jets fans suffered enough? This is, a, as a comedian, this is embarrassing. 
Yeah, it's like the old when uh, Kenny oh, Banya converted to Judaism. Just for the for jokes. jokes. And Jerry's immortal thing. I'm, are you offended as a Jew? No, I'm offended as a, a comedian. comedian. <laughs> I wasn't. No, was it? Ba- I think it was Watley. His de- wasn't de- his dentist. It was Brian Cranston. I think. Oh, that's right. His dentist. Um, so don't bust your Seinfeld facts. He's an anti-dentite. And he's a rabid anti-dentite. Um, okay. This this I hate people that set up jokes like that. Well, I don't hate you, but I hate your stupid joke. The New York Jets uniform, new uniforms are getting panned. One smartass said they look like the football uniforms of a team from the future in a really bad video game. Okay, that smartass was me. I would not take credit. I would, even as that being the punchline, I wouldn't take that credit for that joke. And also, what's wrong with just, if you think that that's a good joke, just saying the New York Jets uniforms look like the football uniforms of a team from the future in a really bad video game. You shouldn't even tweet out something like that. Look. But... Do I have to get Elaine Boozler in here to explain to you how to write a joke? Yeah. I'll find out if the judge, if, will the podcast judge allow Elaine Boozler to be brought in as the expert witness? Can, oh my God. I will get off this because I know everyone's probably annoyed with me that we're not actually talking about baseball. But his earliest joke on his website is from February 16, 2002. Just give just give a guess of what probably the easiest joke would be in 2002, or the topic of the easy, one of the easiest jokes in 2002. Bush, of course, of course. Right before, very good. You're not even old enough to know. <laughs> um, right before President Bush left on his Asia tour, he got a call from his. This is a long joke. He got a call from his dad, who gave him some advice. Sushi wouldn't be prudent. No sushi at this juncture. And that's me doing the voice that he's ripping off from Saturday Night Live in text. His dad told him that if he eats the sushi at a banquet in Japan, he'll wish he choked on a pretzel. I guess these are three separate jokes, maybe, or zero separate jokes. Oh, these are three separate jokes. (laughs) That was a joke. That first one was a joke ending in a written Bush impression of Dana Carvey doing Bush on Saturday Night Live. Well, maybe Dana... After Alex wins the 450 grand, Dana can sue it off of him. Oh my God, that's amazing. He has a second contributor to his site. Who is that? <laughs> oh God, guys. I'm going to probably be reading these all night. Mm-hmm. He's a talent. He's a send, rare talent. Send the link to the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it all in the. You can get all this stuff in the show notes. We'll have the Vandy Fair article. You can go to, you can go to Caseberg's wonderful website and laugh yourself silly. Remember to give yourself fifteen seconds in between jokes to to adequately enjoy so, them and laugh. His his blog spot, it's called a little, and I think that's what it's comedy. A little bit bad. Period. Comedy writer, line Alex Caseberg. I. As someone that was trying to start a theater and someone that is on a team that we called Bad Improv Gun, an improv team, we had a very, we very much lamented. We thought that it was okay. Well, like, because Bad Improv Guns, everyone does improv guns like this instead of like this. Like, you're actually supposed to hold a gun and blah, blah, blah. Like, phones are not this, phones are this. You can't tell this if you guys are just listening to this. But anyhow, we're like, Hey, we probably maybe shouldn't put the word bad in our team name for when we're getting introduced. <laughs> and we're like, you know what, though? 
we're all good improvisers and we can all we can pull this off. I don't think that this was a good idea for him to put the word bad on his website. A little bit bad is the name. That's a bad idea. Sorry, not today's word. Talk to me if you want some advice on me. And my advice will be quick copy forever. It's not forever though. Maybe send it a link to this. Are you guys still there? I was, um, this happens to me a lot where I, I go to look somebody up on Twitter and find out they've blocked me. And then I have, and then I have to look and see why I got blocked. And there are some, I, I, I literally don't know. I mean, like I, I know why like David Haw blocked me and you know, the other people, but, um, there are actually people that, uh, that I, that I write on the same website with who have blocked me. I get three blocks. By people because of my association with you. Yeah, you I believe that. I have never, I have never participated or been on or read Bleed Cubby Blue other than you forcing me to read it when you would spoof his article. Oh, he blocked. Studio. He blocked all kinds of people that were yeah. with any kind of loose association with Discipia. Yeah, I'm blocked there. Yep. You're blocked. I'm blocked. So there's a little bit of a backstory. Do we have a? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually still busy. I have some more <laughs> comedy jokes to read. So it's been lost in the, you know, the depths of the internet now, but it, back in 2016, well, going back farther, do you guys remember his open letter to Theo Epstein? I'm sure everyone does. Oh, dear God. I only remember Dolan's version of it, thank God. I, just wrote, an, I wrote another one last week for The Athletic. <laughs> I did. That, that was good. Um, Wait, you subscribe to The Athletic? <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. I'm impressed. Yep. Um, so, I don't. I still don't. <laughs> Yellen's open letter. I'll get, you, I'll get you a gift subscription for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yellen's open letter was, it would have been, what, 2014, I believe? Yeah, it was 2014. I think it was right after the Samarja trade. This is anyway. the infamous, how much longer must we wait? How much longer? Right? Yeah. So it was, uh, I had been banned from, beat, from Bleed Cubby Blue prior to that for something. I forget what the first one was. So 2016 comes around and the team's dominating, whatever. It's midsummer and I was bored. I emailed Yellen apologizing for getting banned so I could get back in. Kyle. He un no well I like, hope that was rock bottom for you. <laughs> no, I was there it get it like there was a reason. So I emailed him fake apolo apologizing to get back in so I could write a fan post where I spoofed <laughs> I spoofed his open okay. letter to Theo Epstein. Okay, you're fine. And I, I wrote a, I wrote an open letter as a fan of the Cubs minor league system, uh, chastising Theo for calling up all the good players to the major league team, <laughs> so the fans of the minor league teams would have to continue to wait for championships. Uh, <laughs> and that got me full on banned, blocked on every social media platform. Um, I'm, I'm surprised Al continued. Were kidding? I would think <laughs> yeah. he would have yeah. agreed with that. That's yeah. right. Those people in West Tennessee, they pay good money to watch their whatever they were back then. I remember I, I put the post up and I logged back in an hour later and the message that popped up when I went back to the website, it was like that text box that pops up and you get blocked on You've there. You've been banned from being Well, and he, he typed something in there too. He said, that's it, you're gone. Yeah. I, oh, I, tough guy. I used to have a screen cap. <laughs> I used to have a screen cap of mine too. He had a wonderful, he had a, a nice little send off for me on mine. But um, I have a shirt. I don't remember who made them. I have a You've Been Banned from Bleed oh, Cubby Blue that's shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> and it, whoever made it, it's it's literally a screen grab of the pop-up. It's great. I gotta, I gotta find it. 
how do I how do I see? I, I bet he didn't even write me up. I never was on there. Log in. Yeah, you probably got preemptively banned. I assume he would just ban that comment. I remember the comment that got me um, banned from there. I um, I called him a simp. Which I thought was pretty tame. And then he said something like, I'm not, a, you know, he's, I'm not a simp. And I got back with the, don't, don't sell yourself short, Al. You're an incredible simp. And that was it. I, then, I, then the thing popped up. It was still worth it. I wasn't ever going to go back there again. I love that he banned us like we were, like, like we would feel like we were really missing something by not going to his site. And you can still go to the site if you wanted. You just oh, can't God. comment I can't, anymore. I can't engage with the fucking shut-ins on that side. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know, know what my bill have been at this time. So I, think, uh, I hope we haven't lost any Swedish viewers who might be crossover Bleed Cubby Blue fans. <laughs> Would I have been? Uh, what would my name have been? Brad Kermit at Higher Gymnastics. Did I even have that? Take your time, though. It's good. Just look it up. Look it up, Kermit. Look it up. Oh, good. We've sent an email to Brad Kermit at Higher Gymnastics.com. <laughs> this reminds me. I was thinking, uh, now that we're on the topic, well, Coming off the topic of Al, uh, obviously, naturally, he gets to the center field, left field bleacher gate, what, three hours before gates open so he can sit there in his little chair and, and get in. For a game like Sunday, when it was obviously not going to get played and it was <laughs> raining and sleeting and snowing outside, does he still go and sit yeah. there? Somewhere That's when he gets there the earliest. Yeah, somewhere there's a picture of him just covered in snow, <laughs> like when they so found right. Jack Nicholson frozen to death at the end of The Shining. <laughs> Exactly. And, there, and, and Miriam, his girlfriend, is over there poking him. Al, the game's, <laughs> we can go home. The difference is that Jack Nicholson was lovable enough, even as a psychopath, <laughs> to have a family, to have a wife and a child. And Al, Al hasn't quite got there yet. Oh, Christ, what a fucking boob. What, like, how, what, how insecure do you have to be? And, and I, frankly, if I wrote like him, I would be that insecure. That like, and he has to know that he just duped everyone. This is like, I feel like Jimmy Fallon somehow duped us all into thinking that he was a viable, viable late night talk show host. Yeah, and it's all like, oh shit, now it's too late. Let's just let him ride it out. Like, I feel like if anyone was like, oh, there, here's a reasonable alternative to this nonsense, then his whole world would come crumbling down. So like, he has to, and Dolan. I mean, you are head and sh- you're one of my favorite Cubs writers of all time. Like you're you're so head and shoulders. You should have been given that bleacher. Although I feel like they would have neutered you, but um, and so I'm glad you didn't. But like that should have been you, frankly. Like that you were by far a better representation of a Cubs fan, and you're a much better writer, much better humorous, and much more entertaining person to read. So like, of course he would have to cut you off at the knees before you even did anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the people who do those jobs are able to, are willing, not able, because I could do it. They're willing to, to play things down the middle that I just, I wouldn't have the patience to do it. You know, Boring. fake fake positivity stuff like that. One thing yeah. it was it was 
I wanted to make, just make fun of it. It was they were so bad, it was absurd, and I was going to make fun of it. And the people who enjoyed reading me—that's what they wanted. That's what they got. And I know there's more of an audience, as sad as it is, for you know more of the. I don't. I actually, I don't know where the hell Al's audience comes from at all because none of that is remotely entertaining. I can see why people like Bleacher Nation. You know, he he does the news aggregation and stuff, and he. <clears throat> And so that you can you can go back several times a day, and there's stuff there for it. But I can't write that stuff. It would I would be bored thirty seconds into the day if that's what I was going to do. So I I, I, Brett, I met Brett. He's a very nice person. Um, I, I, the impression that I get of the Blue Nation, I don't know who Al's audience is because they are not allowed to go outside. But like the the Bleacher Nation audience. And I'm sorry if you guys are listening to this that are Bleacher Nation fans. <laughs> they will lose our last our four listeners. It, it seems a little bit like the runoff from the coming group. They once said, like, we're just smart enough to be like, I can't stand. Like, Al, this guy doesn't. Why am I reading this moron, this boring writer who doesn't know what he's talking about and acts like he has access to the team, but he's just doing the same thing that we're doing. Yeah. Actually, he's not even doing that. Because I have a better view sitting at home watching on TV than he does from his dumbass seats. Like, and and I feel like the people, I feel like he captured, and there was a need for it. Like, because Al was at, at one point going at completely ape shit on banning people, and like I, I bet there was some blowback for that. But I feel like a lot of refugees of Bleed Company Blue went to Bleacher Nation. And I don't think they particularly got any smarter or any more, like, I, or obviously had any, I don't know, I can't read Bleach Nation either. Well, I mean, the, the, it's, it's night and day. It's, a, it's obviously, it's a much higher quality product that they get there. Um, In writing? And like or- I said, there are, you know, <clears throat> the, he, he does the work <laughs> for you. He, he, he. You know, he reads all the stuff that we don't have time to read, and he puts it together, and you can right. get it in kind of a it, 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 There's useful stuff there. I can see why people go. Like, there. what do you mean though? He just links to like other people's. I've seen that Kyle's tweeting something on us, but he just links to other people's links, like you used to do with the aggregator for Decipio, or what are you talking about? Like, no, every time, basically every time Jed or Theo talks, he'll just link the the link to the audio clip from 670 or whatever, and then do like a three sentence summary of what he said. But he does. I mean, he'll write like a capsule column. Yeah. But not like the daily dose was, I would find links from all over. They, I was, they started with Chicago sports and I would, I would put stories up and make fun of them. That was, you know, it was my way of writing my little Alex Kaysberg one-line jokes to go with all that stuff. So it was like, except, funny. except they ended But I also would lines. find stuff that people would find interesting. So you'd come and you'd click on it, or you'd, you know, you'd, you'd click away from it's it's a it's a genius because I would get you to my site, then I would you would click away and never come back because you'd go mm-hmm. somewhere else and where the um, writing was better. But you know, Brett will give you some analysis and stuff with it. So I, you know, I it's I don't not read his stuff. I don't read it all the time. You know, I follow him on Twitter. I'll see stuff and I'll click through and read it. So I guess, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I can't imagine anything I would ever really, I would ever want to click on and be bleed cubby blue and read unless I wanted to read it to make fun of it. 
I would never I, go there I for a purpose that. of being informed. I would never go. To, I would. I would go there yeah. to roll my eyes at how dumb he is, and then <laughs> fisk it and make fun of it. That's so, what I would go. And for. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what Bleacher Nation does because God knows there's no way that I would want to do that. No, I couldn't do especially it, especially when the teams are bad. But the thing that blows me, and maybe it's because I've been out of the block scene for long enough, and when I was in the block scene, what surprises me, I guess, is that. Oh, I got my username reset from Oh, Let's see what my thing says. Um, what surprises me is that, like, I why does anyone care what someone with the exact same access to the team has to say about the team? Yeah. Like, I Bruce Miles, Paul Sullivan, like the guys that are Mooney, the guys that are in that are getting interviews with these guys, and presumably know frankly more about baseball than just some Joe Schmo blogger. I knew that I had nothing more insightful to say about the team when I was writing regular higher gymnasium, so I did bits. And you're right, Dolan, it was a lot easier to write when they were bad because that was a little bit of my shtick. Like I'm not a super angry person, but like it was a lot easier to write funny things about them being bad than than the the brief times that they were actually good. And but I I was never trying to write like Hey, here's my game recap. I'm like, who gives a fuck? I watched the same game you guys did. Like, if if you guys want a game recap, go to Kerry Muscat. Like, go read MLCubs.com. Like, Jesse Rogers. Like, and for whatever you think about them as writers, they, you you have resources to that. And the only thing I can fathom is that people think that they're more connected to someone like Al, and that makes me actually even sadder than to think. <laughs> That someone would would, and, 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 and I know you guys are laughing, but like that's not even. I don't even really mean that as a bit. Like I mean that as like what? Oh, he's he's like a regular fan, like you. It's like so go fucking talk to your friends about that. Like I don't, I can't fathom why anyone would want that. I'd rather look at a box score for a recap than read some bloggers' recap of a game that I didn't have a chance to watch. Well, now I. I I, I am someone who gets paid to write about the Cubs with no more access than you have. I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking about that. But so I feel like it's it's they I'm writing from the fan perspective. And that's what they want me to write from otherwise they I wouldn't write it. And I'm I make actual jokes. That's what that's I do. Yeah. And for the longest time, remember, well, you don't remember, Kyle would remember, they put a disclaimer on my column at The Athletic to let people know because the people weren't, people who were reading it were getting it. The people who were commenting weren't. They right. couldn't figure it out. Shocker. Because the tone of my column is so much different than anything else on The Athletic that, they, that John had to actually like go, these, he's, he's purposely making fun of things. That's what you're going to read here. So, you know. And they were able to finally take the thing off, and I just write, and people now know that there are jokes there. But yeah, I mean that's it was so different than anything else on the site that there were people who couldn't. I can't imagine people couldn't conceive of what was happening, but they couldn't. So and, and oh, I so I did get my login. I am still banned, but it just there's just a pop up that briefly comes out. You can you are banned from Blue Cubby Blue. You can read but not participate. Damn, that's Thank I was. That's actually what I was there for. Just to read. Thank you. But but Dolan, what you just said there, and what I think the biggest difference is there. You, I, I remember Paul Sullivan um, 
years ago when we were both still blogging very regularly, asked us, do you consider yourself a sports writer that's also a comedian or a comedian that's also a sports writer? And I don't remember how you answered that. I remember how I felt. I was like, I'm definitely, I definitely consider myself a comedian that writes about sports. As, as, and I consider, I, you're, I mean, just sitting talking to you, you have a much better memory. You're, you watch more Cubs, you watch more baseball. You're a far better knowledge source in, in when it comes to baseball. And so well, I'm, and a little, I, I'm a little bit of a genius. Yes. Well, well, I mean, but you're and and, and you're 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 writing obviously is is what literally inspired me to, to start blogging. So sorry. <laughs> so you should be apologizing, bro. But um, but like I I I wasn't trying to compete with you, but I was like, this seems like a shitload of fun to yeah. be doing this. That's why and I like, still do it. I write it because it's fun. Yeah. And so, but I I guess I always consider myself. I wasn't trying to compete with. The, the, the new sources. I wasn't trying to do any of that stuff. I was just trying to make people laugh that also were shared the common interest of being Cubs fans. Um, so to, to not have... So what you said, Andy, is you... Yes, you do have the same... You're the same access to the team that everyone does, but you're writing jokes about this. Right. You're writing in an entertaining way. You're not I'm just not pretending. I'm not. I'm not pretending to be co- to cover the Cubs. Exactly. With, with no. Exactly. Answer. I right. guess that's the way to say it. Right. Yeah. So, anyhow, now that I trash all the major, it doesn't matter because I'm not in the blogosphere anymore, so I can trash all the blogs, right? Now there's not going to be a huge blog war like when everyone's pissed at me. Well, I'm Elaine Boozler, and I are going to sue you for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, I think we flogged this as much as we possibly can. That was long, man. We didn't really even talk about the Cubs at all. Yeah, we did. We talked about Javi. What else is there to talk about? That's true. You have Javi, you need to talk about him. Mike, were you at any of the uh, first homestand? No. I, I, I decided I'm only giving my money for the Cubs to other stadiums because I'm annoyed enough with the Rickets that they are not giving my cash this year. No, I take it back. We are going to go to one. Um, just double date with some other couple. We're going to go to take off. Everyone's going to ditch work uh, on a Friday and do one of the classic 120 starts on a Perfect. Friday yeah. afternoon. Uh, now, it's just, you know, it's just too much right now. So, have you, did you go to any of them? I was, no, I did not go to any of the, the first series. I, I might try to try to head up that way this weekend for one of them. I mean, it's easy for me. I live yeah. three miles away. So, yeah. We'll we'll see. Anxious to see the uh, the latest round of of Ricketsville additions. Now that the uh, the Taco Bell is in shambles and the, yeah. whatever the hell they're putting there is is I, th- I would assume started by now. So see I, how think they, going. I think they permanently banned me from that Taco Bell one <laughs> because there was a dude there that was <laughs> I almost got arrested. That was um, there was a guy that was very drunk and he was passed out on the table and he had his head down and these other just chads from that area were just throwing like packets at him and I was just like come on guys and like let him sleep and the dude turned around and like tried to choke slam me <laughs> I was like what did I do so the cops came threw me and my buddy in the back of a car threw these other guys in the back of a car and the cops are like I'm like you're not gonna arrest us are you and they're like no and they just drove us around the block and dropped us back off they're like get the fuck out of here i'm like thank you <laughs> um 
But I think that they, they're parting words as we were escorted out of that Taco Bell by police officers were, you're banned from this Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, go to the one across the street. Yeah. I'll miss that place. All right. <laughs> Not bad. Oh. Good well, finish. Thank you for that long pause, stolen for applause. 15 seconds. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. I love all you right. both. It was good to be all together. Yeah, good stuff. All right, see, see you guys next week. week. Yep. Bye.